This is a podcast from Nordic Center in Shanghai. Located at Fudan University, Nordic Center is a platform for education and research collaboration between the five Nordic countries and China. And in this podcast, we showcase some of our activities in various academic fields. Today's episode features one of our visiting scholars in 2017, Mikko Antikainen, who is pursuing doctoral studies in law at Hanken School of Economics in Finland. Mikko specializes in legal issues pertaining to 3D printing, a technology that is shaking up production methods and consumption, but which comes with a host of new legal questions. As you will hear in this talk, a public lecture that Mikko held at Nordic Center in March 2017, these include, but are not limited to, issues of intellectual property. So here is Mikko Antikainen. First of all, I thank you you all coming here, also Nordic Center for organizing this lecture and making it happen, and also Fudan University for having me here in Shanghai. It has been a really interesting research trip for me to get to know Chinese university and Chinese cities, uh, China at all, because this is my first time in China. I have been here now, this is my fourth week now, and it has been really interesting. So I'm here to talk about 3D printing and IP intellectual property rights. Uh, it challenges of how, what kind of challenges it causes in the form of technological change. My name is Mikko Antikainen. I'm a PhD student in Hanken School of Economics. Uh, it's in Finland, north, up in the north. And also I'm a university teacher in Jyväskylä uh, school, school of Business and Economics, where I teach uh, business law, contract law, and also intellectual property rights. Uh, my content of this speech, I want to get us all in the same page. What is 3D printing? Also, then I will go to what kind of legal challenges 3D printing represents. Also, in the end, I will shortly discuss uh, where we are going with this technology or what kind of what kind of solutions we should uh, aim for with this uh, technological change. But just uh, for starters, how many of you have heard about 3D printing before? How many of you doesn't know anything about 3D printing? How many of you knows how 3D printing works? Okay, it's good. Just to get us all in, uh, in the same base, when I'm talking about 3D printing, I'm meaning additive manufacturing technologies. Official definition of additive manufacturing technology is technology. Active, active manufacturing is the process of joining material to make an object from a 3D model data, usually layer upon layer as opposed to sub subtractive manufacturing. In short, 3D printing makes possible of physical manufacturing from digital files. The manufacturing is made usually layer by layer. So you, if you have a digital object here, it is manufactured layer by layer, printing layer of plastic. It can be also metal, ceramics, and also nowadays we are developing, or people are developing bioprinting also. And metals can be gold, silver, uh, titanium, steel, Technology is uh, rapidly developing. But perhaps I can explain the basic of uh, 3D printing process with these pictures. Uh, this is, uh, these pictures are taken from my trip to 3D printing cafeteria in Tampere, my hometown in Finland, where I can print objects while I'm having a cup of tea. So first what I do is I obtain a digital file. There are many pages, for example, where I can download this. Uh, one of is uh, Thingiverse. So you went to online and you can download. There are lots of different kind of uh, objects you can download. I download it. I insert into the computer where I can manipulate it. 
also. So I can add stuff there, I can remove something, or I can multiply, okay, I want to print two of these items or something. And then this file is transferred to an actual 3D printer. Here is the pretty basic plastic 3D printer, well, 3D printer which prints plastic. It's not very fast way of manufacturing piece of this well, size of a fist with this machine takes around three hours, so it's not very fast. But its uh, benefits is not about that, because many of you have heard something about 3D printing. I want to address the hype of what is happening, because there have been lots of newspapers, at least in Europe, that we can print pizzas, or we send uh, 3D printers to space, or everything is going to be 3D printed. Uh, everybody going to have a 3D printer at home. Uh, this is a Gartner hype cycle, so first the technology is uh, in the innovation stage and mass media or somebody will fix it up. Uh, for example, consumer 3D printing is at this moment in the peak of its hype. Everybody is to talking about 3D printing. Normal consumers will start to print. So everybody is talking about there are lots of, uh, for example, kickstarters or new companies starting in this area. And trying to develop ways of uh, commercializing this technology. But what usually happens is that many of these hopes and dreams die. They scan to the true trope of disillusionment. People realize that, okay, we cannot do all these things that was promised. But slowly and steadily, actual technology develops more, and we find out what are the actual uh, commercialized uh, purposes that we can do. And for examples, for uh, 3D printing for prototyping. This has been a thing or established uh, norm for car industry. Car industry is designing a new car. They are no longer making necessarily plastic or try to do the model of the car by uh, removing material from the foam or something like that. They can 3D print it, they can see what kind of car, what does it look like, and start prototyping from there, step by again and again. So it's very fast and convenient way of trying new products. Does it look good? Does this fit to our purposes or anything else? And also for us, for our, to me, intellectual property protection of 3D printed object is still here. Maybe this has been done in 2014, so it's, it's getting the hype for as an academic when I started discussing and thinking about writing about this subject, nobody was talking about this, but now everybody is doing something. There's lots of people writing articles and writing about this in Europe, at least. Also, why, one of the reasons why we are talking so much about uh, 3D printing at the moment is that this is relatively new technology. First patent was acquired in 1986. Many of you know that uh, patents expire in 20 years, so many of the key patents in this technology are free. Anybody can uh, uh, start using this. The basic idea of manufacturing a product from a digital object, the patent has expired, and anybody can do this kind of message. And that's why there are lots of small companies trying to develop this technology and pushing their own 3D printers in the market. Also, many of the other key patents in this area are already or are becoming uh, expired. So, for example, metal 3D printing, where you need lasers to, there's an iron powder, which is hardened by using lasers. 
So this kind of technologies. People are at the moment also developing this uh, technology a lot. So new patents are acquired and also many companies, uh, 3D systems and General Electric are buying many of the technology companies, startup companies to acquire this technology and know-how to themselves. One of the good examples of benefits of uh, 3D printing is uh, this phone injector to a jet engine. Many of you might have seen this before. Before, this part had to be manufactured from 20 parts, which then fused together. But with a 3D printer, you can manufacture this piece as one piece. You don't need any assembly there. You don't need same kind of skills to do this. I have summarized some of the benefits of using 3D printers, shape complexity. It doesn't matter whether you manufacture 100 identical objects or 100 personalized objects. It costs the same amount to manufacture this. So, set complexity makes possible of mass customization. Price of making 100 objects, I can make a personalized object for any of them. So, that's one of the key benefits of 3D printing. It doesn't compete with mass production. Uh, mass production, you have the economic scales and this kind of benefits there. But when you need personalized object, then it's good. And also, it makes possible of economically producing small unit sizes. So it's cheaper for me to produce one object for you with the 3D printer instead of if I go with a traditional manufacturing method. I have to buy a machine which is dedicated to uh, manufacture certain kind of item, 10,000 of certain kind of item. With 3D printing, I can manufacture economically one or two or uh, small unit sizes. I forgot to say, but if you have any questions, please just raise your hand and ask. I'm happy to answer, and I think English is not any of us uh, first language, so if there are language problems, please ask. <laughs> also, uh, what changes there are, so consumers are now taking more part in the design process. So if I have personalized uh, hopes or what I want to, I don't want this kind of object or design, design element. I can go to a 3D printing shop that I don't like this, please design it better for me. So uh, consumers are now taking more part in the design process. It's not more dictated by the companies that, okay, we are selling this kind of cell phones with this kind of cell phone covers. Also, the industrial practice is mass production, there's mass, mass customization, that's going to be a thing, and also competitive advantages, high-cost countries. Europe is trying one of the key issues that why Europe and the US are investing a lot of money to this uh, technology is because we want to take our manufacturing jobs back from China. But also, China is uh, investing a lot to this technology because China, what I've understood is that one of the policies of uh, China is that they want to move away from just being the manufacturer of the world, but move to our design in China. That's also one of the things why China is investing heavily in this. And actually, I was yesterday with Vincent uh, in the 3D printing conference. I think it's still in uh, on Friday. There's lots of technology uh, displayed. And also, this is a good example of a personalized product. Everyone's ear is unique. You cannot uh, mask those uh, earbuds or if you want it perfect fit. So this company, uh, now I don't remember the name of this company, but it has already produced 10 million of these personalized hearing aid uh, earbuds. So what's new? I think many of you recognize this picture, uh, so in a sense, customization is nothing new. What I 
learned that uh, terracotta and these warriors were personalized. They used uh, different kind of molding, molds to personalize. They give unique face figures and uh, clothes and this kind of... So many of those are unique. But what's new? In a sense, 3D printing makes things easier for us. Uh, it combines uh, many of the aspects of previous technological development, book printing, invention of personal computers, digitalization, and the internet. 3D printing combines almost all these elements. It makes copying easy. It makes changing and modifying these uh, digital models easy. It makes distributing these digital models around the world easy. I can have a design company here in China, which designed, for example, jewelry, rings, and this kind of stuff. And I can send these uh, designs to Europe, where there is a 3D printer, and this company who prints them, prints those, can sell it wherever they are. So it makes it easy, convenient, and uh, easy for people to use. So let's go a bit to the 3D printer and legal challenges. This is more like an introductory. I will not give definite answers. I just want to get your interest going, and maybe we can discuss a bit. One of the biggest issues, or what has caused a lot of hype, is this. This is a 3D printed gun. So as I said, with the 3D printer, there is an unlimited set complexity. So you can print anything. And one of the, those things has been a 3D printed plastic gun. This has caused a lot of uh, noise in the US, where they take their gun rights quite seriously, whether this is legal or not legal, or actually, when we start, to, we can also start to think about now, okay, if I am able to print a gun. I can buy a 3D printer for, let's say, 400 euros. So that would be, well, let's say, 6,000 RMBs. It's expensive, perhaps, but still affordable that if you put your money into it, you can buy it. So if anybody can print a gun, is it something that we don't want? If it's something that we don't want, how do we enforce the, or deny people's possibility do we just make a law that you shouldn't do guns with the 3D printers? Should we try to restrict the access to 3D printers? Should we restrict access to digital models? Should we put some kind of uh, digital right management? For example, in many paper printers, there are codes or software which prevents you to print money. But this is already causing, like, how can we prevent some unwanted things? that can be done with this technology. One is product safety. A toy company licenses its brand to a, to a designer, which creates digital, digital models of 3D printable toys to be downloaded and 3D printed for everyone. So I distribute models of, for example, My Little Ponies or Dragon Ball or something like that. Then a parent <coughs> downloads this toy and prints it in a 3D printing shop. So he doesn't print it by himself, but it co he goes to a 3D printing shop and they ask them to, okay, print this for me. And then he gives it to, uh, to uh, this child. So who is liable if uh, a child then hurts himself? Uh, the toy breaks and, for example, the child uh, swallows a piece of uh, this plastic. Who is responsible? Is it the child? Stupid child? You shouldn't have done it. Is it the parent who gave it to him? Or is it the person who designed the toy? Or is it the 3D printing shop who made it, actually manufactured it? Or is it the toy company who officially licenses it? Or is it, for example, the company who produced the plastic 
and then we can also take a bit uh, step forward in this. For example, how about if the toy was made unlicensed, if it was a pirated uh, toy? So who is, who is responsible at this, at this point? But let's go to IP problems. Uh, I don't know whether this is very popular in China. Uh, Warhammer 40k, uh, it's a miniature game where you fight space orcs. And <laughs> I think this might not be very popular in China. Okay, well, this is a miniature game. These are, uh, pieces are made from plastic or metal. Starter set cost in Europe at least uh, 200 euros, so it's 1500 RMBs, so relatively high. Here is the same set printed by a 3D printer. Obviously, the 3D uh, Game Workshop, which produced this, about the business model of Game Workshop, is manufacture this and sell it for a high price. Paint is not included. So already some companies are experiencing threat to their business models. Game Workshop has already noticed the 3D printing and they are addressing it with their property policies. Non-commercial recasting and 3D printing. Do not cast or scan any materials based on Game Workshop IP. Reproduction for personal use is not an automatic exemption from copyright protection in many territories worldwide. How many of you have done basic of intellectual property rights? So copyright, for example, gives uh, you a right for certain works. For example, if we consider that I have a copyright on this, I can say that you are not allowed to reproduce this and sell those to anybody without my permission. So just uh, get to, we are speaking of the same things. So already we have seen um, IP problems. Uh, that was a copyright example of copyright problems. But also these problems concern other IP rights also. Patented products, the manufactured item can be some kind of invention. Trademarks, for example, if the 3D printed uh, product contains a trademark of Lego or Baidu or uh, whatever toy company, whatever famous Nokia or Huawei or this, if the product has some kind of brand in it. So am I using it legally or am I using it as a private product? Also design rights. And one of the things is that I agree many, with many people that we are not going to see a world where everyone has a 3D printer, but I see a world where uh, consumers doesn't care where the product comes, just that he gets it. So already there are numbers of services online where you can go, type it, I want this, please make it for me. And for example, the first example of 3D printing cafeteria, where I could go and use that machine for my purposes. We are seeing a very rise of uh, possible intellectual property infringements. And also, one of the things uh, might be a bigger problem is uh, companies who are really trying to innovate and putting lots of money to uh, getting competitive advances in uh, 3D printing, by putting money into 3D printing. One example is uh, the General Electric, which causes uh, quite a lot of stir in the uh, airplane industry while they purchased one of the top metal 3D printing company, who was the only company which was able to print airplane quality metal. Airbus couldn't anymore get those parts because Boeing owned it, and so they monopolized the market. We buy everybody who can do this, and nobody can do it. So how can we go around this? But 
And also there has been predictions that 3D printing will cause. By 2018, 3D printing will res result in the loss of at least 100 billion per year in intellectual property globally. Uh, this is a bit old prediction, 2013, and we are already in 2017, and I don't see this prediction happening, at least in this scale. Intellectual property owners and right holders tend to be exaggerate these numbers. That we, are, we are losing everything because of piracy. But still, it, uh, for some companies, it uh, is starting to be a big problem, or it will become a problem while this technology develops. But let's go a bit more in 3D printing and copyright problems. For example, copyright gives you monopoly right certain products, but it's not always certain what is what or what can get protection. And I'm really interested to hear Chinese perspective on this. Uh, one of the things that uh, defines or determines that whether a product can get protection is the threshold of originality. Works of art and computer uh, programs usually have a low threshold, threshold of originality. The threshold that they have to exceed in order to get uh, protection. So it's fine. And just out of curiosity, which of these could get uh, protection of uh, copyright? There's a famous Star Wars helmet from Star Wars movies. I think many of you recognize that. Uh, this is a Finnish design water faucet. And this is a lure for catching fish. So when we are talking about uh, 3D objects, statues, or design objects, the what is copyright pro protectable is not anymore so clear. So who thinks that this is protected by copyright? Who thinks that this is protected? And who thinks that this is protected? Uh, actually, this didn't get protection of copyright in the UK. Uh, this case was uh, decided by the UK Supreme Court. Uh, according to the Finnish uh, Copyright Council, this didn't get protection, and either this. They lacked a certain kind of uh, originality. Also, how about this? When we think about books or art or uh, music, it's all uh, often very easy to determine if if I draw in this small some kind of picture, it usually gets a protection of copyright. If I write short poem, it can get the protection of copyright. But when we think about this, we suddenly start to have a problem. So who thinks that this gets protection? And who thinks this got protection? This didn't get and this got. These are belt buckle, so the ornaments and design got some of those got protection. And here uh, I don't, I don't know whether you can see properly, but uh, for example, in this, this uh, surface of this uh, lamp was created by by the manufacturing process. So it was manufactured in certain kind of way, which made this uh, surface. So there wasn't any originality. So it was made by the 
this uh, manufacturing process. But already, when we think about uh, or see uh, some object from the internet or uh, art, or this, it's not <laughs> so clear. We are not so uh, we cannot say intuitively that that's protected. And how about CAD models? So basic element of 3D printing is the computer-aided design files. Uh, many of you have played computer games. You can see uh, 3D animated uh, objects or uh, uh, figures. Uh, one of the easiest way of thinking uh, of CAD models is uh, by computer games. They are uh, figures or something that computer models of, of an object. So, how does it work in digital? Should they be considered as the same as physical object? So, if the, there is a, uh, this bottle, plastic bottle, which probably doesn't get protection of copyright as this, how about if I 3D model it in a digital, digital world? So, would it be different? Or does it get the protection of copyright? Uh, our cut files works of art. Also, one of the things that we, uh, me and my colleague there uh, at the back front, who was trying to hide, Mr. Daniel Jonsma, uh, we have been trying to figure it out. We have just finished an article, which hopefully, hopefully will be published in 2017, about whether cat files are works of art or whether they are computer programs. And this is very interesting, but also in the patent world. If, the, if I manufacture a patented object, it's usually an invention or physical invention, which uh, have for, for example might have some kind of mechanical property, which is new and inventive, and that's why it gets patent, patent, uh, patent protection. How about if I model the patent in a digital form? Can I share the patent uh, digital model to any, everyone? Or does it become a patent infringement when I uh, manufacture it in physical world? And why does it... Uh, yeah, here's a couple of... Ex uh, in the research literature, there have been two opposing views that uh, computer-aided design files should be seen as a computer programs or CAD, or CAD files should be seen as an RDC, RDC work. We think that, we and Daniel think that it should be RDC work. So we are of course right. But what is matter? Already these files are shared. There are lots of uh, pages where people can upload, download, and share these digital files. It doesn't matter whether you have your own 3D printer. You can also go uh, these kind of pages and ask somebody else to print it for you. So you, you can already see similarities with uh, music piracy or movie piracy. So it's not uh, perhaps going to be as, uh, well, it's not going to be as same or that everyone wants to download uh, as many digital files as people these days download music files or movies from the internet. But already, it causes a problem for some companies. We have some cases already in the, uh, in the US, uh, for example, 
Penrose Triangle was the first uh, digital uh, design which was asked to be removed from the internet service. F uh, file hosting uh, company was asked to take this file down, that you cannot share this uh, file. Also, Super 8 uh, is from the movie. Uh, the company who produced this movie asked uh, this file to be uh, taken away from the internet service, that you cannot share this anymore. And one problem was that this didn't get any protection. This doesn't, it's not any way original to get, uh, this has been uh, around for many years already, and the guy who made this didn't even invent this. So the guy who wanted this to be taken away, he didn't have it. So later on the file was uh, put, put back on the file. But probably here was copyright, so the, it was taken away. Also, one of the challenges is that how you enforce your rights. Many of the problems uh, uh, have very much similarities with the previous digital uh, development. So, how do you fight digital piracy in music or digital piracy in uh, movies? If everyone is taking it, so one of the problems is represents decentralized manufacturing. So it's no longer, for example, one big factory which produces these objects. It can be 100 people around the world. Uh, more, more potential influence and popularity of this uh, technology is growing. So every year there are more, more, more people using this technology. Scale of influencers. So I can be, so it can be one person with one machine, or it can be a company which have uh, already, some of those have 3D printing farms, so they have uh, tens of, of 100 uh, 3D printers on their facilities, and they will commercially try to sell these kind of services. No need for central actors, so it can be, I can be uh, one, uh, I can offer services through the internet, uh, or you can offer uh, services through the internet. Uh, it's uh, distribution happens digitally. So how, where do you go in this? If I order it from from the internet and then they send it by mail to me. So how do you, where do you cut in? You cannot do this. Also, there is a commercial versus non-commercial use. So. I am in many many countries. The copyright allows you to make few personal copies. So, is it commercial use or is it a private use? And also, fracturing of the IP landscape. So, uh, the patent law or copyright law they are not same way. Uh, they are not similar. Uh, for example, in China or in Finland. And also, one thing that I have been considering myself is that how do we see uh, 3D printing? So, if uh, I would be able to 3D print a car, or somebody would be uh, able to print a car, I think the first thing that comes to your mind is not that, okay, is it legal? No, it's that, damn, that's impressive. Where can I do it myself? So, in a sense, 
at the moment we might not see, for example, physical piracy if I, uh, as the same way uh, as digital piracy of music, wrong or uh, harmful. But if a person is able to manufacture something physical, they are more, they are perhaps more tend to think, okay, there is a craftsmanship or some kind of skill that he has uh, put into this manufacturing. So it's more legal or more acceptable than, uh, for example, just going to the internet and downloading 100 songs to my iPod or mobile phone. So what should we do? You are here a bright student, so I want, want some to get your minds working now. That what? Just thinking, how should we proceed with this problem? Uh, should, if we see that this technology is just too dangerous, like with, with the gun, we don't want this. So should we just aim for banning this technology completely? But what are the downsides of this method? It will hinder the development of this technology. Uh, it uh, prevents uh, uh, legal markets for developing. So do we want that also? Because this uh, technology is already offering or promising very useful application, for example, medical, in medical. Everybody is uh, different. So personalizing, for example, bone tissue or something like that, it would be really, really helpful for us. Or do we go to Pirate Bay? Way? I don't know actually whether Pirate Bay is uh, so well known in China. It's the most uh, popular Pirate Bay in, uh, in, in Europe. But I don't know whether it actually applies to China. <laughs> I, I, to me, this is actually one way uh, how I learn from the cultural differences. So I assume because I'm from Europe, or uh, if I go to Europe and I talk about these things, and I, third, I can assume that okay, everyone will know this. But in China, it's I cannot anymore rely on this. So it, that has been uh, one of the learning experiences for myself. But should we just allow everything? sharing and manufacturing of guns or uh, digital content or anything. Uh, we have some examples. So 3D printing uh, will make uh, controlling. If you are a company owner and you make design, uh, design or products or something which is protected by, uh, by uh, interests or proprietors, if you are a company owner or company representative, how would you uh, address this problem. Would you try to sue everyone? Or would you let this just happen? Or would you try to find some kind of other solution? So one, one there has been some experiments. For example, this Mild Hasbro and Safeway is partnered to launch super fun art where people could design their own My Little Pony or uh, I think there was also Transformers or different kind of uh, toys to be printed. So they give you a permission to use their IP protected content to create something new. So it's not more, not anymore that passport themselves, okay, this is the toy, if you don't like it, you don't have to buy it. But 
And also there's uh, some game companies that they did give their models. This was an Axe model racing game which offered uh, uh, the model of their car to be printed. So it can be also something that tries to give some additional value for consumers. Also, there's one company which tries to also introduce uh, YouTube analogy. YouTube analogy. So YouTube, actually, yeah, this is a bad example now with us because you cannot use YouTube here. But for example, advertising, selling advertisers. If you go to a page where offers, which offers uh, models to be printed, uh, instead of asking price for that, maybe you have to see uh, uh, one advertiser uh, instead of paying something. I don't know whether any of these going to be successful. Um, I think what, one of the things that I will push on you, your young students, that you have to develop. If you come up with a very good way, or the killer app for this, you're going to be millionaires. I can say you that. But I want to sum up here. So development of 3D printing techniques is changing uh, industrial and consumer practices. It's changing it to mass customization, and people are more taking part to design and manufacturing process. 3D printing enables new kind of use of hyperproductive content. It is problematic for many, uh, some of the uh, companies. I don't say for everyone, because the technology is not yet there. There are lots of things, lots of problems in this technology. It takes time. It's too expensive. The quality is not there. Uh, metal is well, metal is very uh, expensive to uh, print. The one metal, good metal printer can easily cost 100,000 100, euros. Also, if you print gold, uh, imagine how much cost one kilo of gold dust. So in order for you to print gold, you have to buy, a, uh, for example, one kilo of gold, and then you can print it. So you have to put the toast cost also there. But if you, you can go around it. But the technology is still developing very rapidly. Uh, five years ago, uh, people were thinking, okay, you can't do anything with this. Nothing useful. This is not going to break through. But already yesterday when I went to this... Uh, 3D printing conference here in Shanghai, people were showing really exciting stuff what can be printed. And I want to leave this, you know, uh, end this uh, lecture in a bit more like an open question. So how should we address it open? Should we address it at all? Or should we do something else? Just a couple of uh, advertisements. Uh, we have a book coming in 2017, uh, 3D printing, intellectual property and innovation insight from law and technology. It's edited by Rosa Maria Palladini, Marcus Norcourt and Joni Partana. It's coming in 2017. Me and Daniel are contributing to this, this book, so you, you should buy it. And also for uh, master students or people who are interested in it, uh, IPR, uh, there's an IPR summer school in Helsinki. Uh, it's from 4th to 9th of June. You can email summerschool.com. You can see it there if you want to check it out from the internet. 
we don't do not provide uh, flights there, but uh, for some students uh, we can provide accommodation. But you have to apply for this. Just for some people, if your university endorses this kind of activity, or it was, I think it wasn't earlier five credits or six five credits. So if you want are interested in visiting Finland, this might be a one opportunity. But I will conclude in this. I hope you have learned. Uh, I have given some new information to you, and uh, you have enjoyed this presentation. Thank you. So I hope you'll take some some questions. Um, yes. I have one uh, pertaining to the third part uh, about solutions. Because mm. you had one uh, YouTube analogy where you looked at um, advertisements uh, and YouTube videos mm. as a way of generating revenue. But what YouTube and some other platforms also have is a detection uh, technology of some sorts. So that, uh, let's say, a TV show um, that's uh, not owned by anyone else but the company making it, or a musical track, or, or whatever. Um, that gets detected by YouTube or by SoundCloud or by another platform in sort of a registry that knows that these things are protected. And the, the uploader of the YouTube uh, file uh, will be banned from doing so. It will get taken down automatically. Could this be the same with, uh, I mean, 3D uh, printing that major manufacturers would have to register? Um, yeah, well, in a sense, it has, it's already happening. So this technology is no, not in any ways... Uh, developing in the vacuum, so already many companies and many actors have learned from the previous mistakes that the, uh, uh, for, for example, music industry had. So some are taking more proactive stance on this technology. So already we have seen that uh, these items has been taken out from the internet. So you, uh, there are a couple of uh, most popular sites where people share this kind of uh, these models. So already uh, they are sending copyright data notices that you have to take this out and that prevents them to sell circles. But yeah, also one of the problems in YouTube analogy is that when you go to a design shop, the prices will range from a couple of tens of RMBs to uh, 10,000 RMBs or Many people are putting, if it's made by famous designer, uh, the price will go just up. And how do you justify or solve this kind of pricing problem? For, so if you have to see an uh, advertise, which cost, which gives you like a, only like 10 RMBs profit, and if somebody downloads it, it's not profitable for, you, for a right holder to put those uh, design because the people are not going to use this as massively as people are listening to music or watching movies. So there is also this kind of pricing problem. Thank you.